0: Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli.
1: Our border is a disaster. Crime infests our cities. The federal government makes it harder for families to make ends meet, and the president flounders. But decline is a choice. Success is attainable, and freedom is worth fighting for. Writing the ship requires restoring sanity to our society, normalcy to our communities, and integrity to our institutions. Truth must be our foundation, and common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue. In Florida, we prove that it can be done. We chose facts over fear, education over indoctrination, law and order over rioting and disorder. We held the line when freedom hung in the balance. We showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback.
0: Okay, so it's official. It is official. And Ron DeSantis is running for president of the United States. And that's like the uh, like one minute video they put out. But the big thing was on Twitter spaces. And uh, the first couple of minutes were rough because basically DeSantis broke Twitter. There were about a half million people trying to get in the room at the same time. And as Elon Musk said, those were like incredible numbers. You don't see anywhere near those numbers. So there was a little bit of a scaling problem where all the people who were trying to get in at once. But once they did, I believe he was on for about an hour and fifteen minutes, and he he gave about a six seven minute speech, and then he took questions from people, and it was uh, groundbreaking. I mean, I think at the in the end, millions were listening live, and it's it's recorded, so you can go on Twitter and go on. Elon Musk's and Page, and it'll be there. But uh, millions were listening live, and that video now has, I think, well over eleven million views. So this was a an incredible success, an incredible success. It really was, and uh, something very different doing this on Twitter, and not just doing the usual uh, prepackaged announcement or an announcement, let's say, in a in a fancy resort like Mar-a-Lago, where you just invite fifty or sixty of your closest friends and confidants this was like regular people millions of regular people listening to this in real time live and being able to ask questions and interact unheard of we have a president of the united states now that as president doesn't take questions from regular people he'll he'll do these prepackaged, you know town halls on cnn for an hour where he takes five or six questions that are vetted ahead of time and we know from his uh, cheat sheets he knows the questions ahead of time as well. This was not the case. This was a guy who uh, on his first day of running for president took questions on Twitter from people that he did not know what kind of questions were gonna be asked. And the result is the, the, let's say the reviews, the early reviews were incredible. They really were. The early reviews are incredible. We have people like Tammy Laren, you know, people who were on Trump's side, uh, who say, you know, this was a refreshing to watch, to listen to a person actually talk policy for over an hour and not talk about himself, not the cult of him, but like policy, policy stuff. Be it wokeness, being, be it, uh, the COVID policies, be it the, the border, be it, uh, whatever it may be. He spoke about policies for over an hour and took questions. And Ron DeSantis is fantastic when it comes to, talking about issues. He's incredibly knowledgeable. He's a very smart man. He he knows the issues inside out. And he's at his best when he's taking questions. The opposite very much of the president we have now, who can't take questions, right? He can't. They don't want him to debate. They don't want him to take questions. They don't want him to do press conferences. They don't want him to do debates. So it's the opposite of what we have right now in in the White House. And I think what you'll see, Throughout, I'll, I'll play some clips. I'm going to play some clips. And I think what you'll see throughout the course of the primary is that you'll have one person uh, in Ron DeSantis who will talk about the issues and what needs to change moving forward to make this country truly, truly great again. Not just a, not just a slogan that you wear on a hat. Versus another guy who is a, a petulant child. A petulant child. I mean, right away – putting out ridiculous tweets like, oh, he—he he, he, uh, it was a terrible rollout because it was rocky for five minutes. Well, it was rocky for five minutes because millions of people wanted to listen to him. That's why. It would have gone much smoother if he had 30 people trying to listen. But since there were millions of people trying to get on at the same time, it was a little bit rocky. So what you have is a, is a president who's basically just got these ridiculous childish attacks. And at the same time, where this guy makes fun of DeSantis for doing this rollout on Twitter. In the same breath, he says, well, I'm coming back on Twitter now. I'm going to do it. Well, if, it's, if, if Twitter's such a bomb out, why would you want to come back on Twitter? So it's, he's, a, he's a child. He's a hypocrite. And basically, he's just going to use Democratic attacks. He's really going to run not to the left of Ron DeSantis, to the extreme left of Ron DeSantis. And a lot of the attacks, remember this, a lot of the attacks you hear coming out of Trump's mouth over the next several months will be the same attacks that you hear coming from Joe Biden and coming from Gavin Newsom, you know. So it'll basically be the Democrat attacks. Trump will use the Democrat playbook against Ron DeSantis, while trying to say he's this great, real Republican, and everyone else who runs against him is a rhino. You know, everyone that runs against Donald Trump is a fake Republican, except him, and he's actually the fake Republican. (laughs) He's a lifelong Democrat, okay? So he's the actual fake Republican. This is the Gaslighting we get from people like Gavin Newsom when they say, Oh, Florida's a shithole when their state is the actual shithole, right? And so, you know, Donald Trump will say, Oh, these are all fake Republicans when he's the fake Republican. So if you like fake Republicans, he's probably your guy. But if you like actual real fiscal conservative Republicans, then Ron DeSantis is your guy. Someone who's been that way his entire life didn't just become that way because of politics, because of the, the the best way to win at that time, you know? So that's basically what it comes down to, you know, is that this is the real deal. And Trump is a fake, he's a phony, he's a fraud, and he knows it, and he's a scared, petulant child. He really is. And Ron DeSantis will basically just do his own thing. He's gonna talk about the issues. He's gonna talk about some of the differences in policy between him and Trump, which he already has. And he's going to fight back when he has to, right? He's going to uh, punch back when he's going to counter punch. Basically, when he has to counter punch, basically is what it comes down to. And um, basically, that's what you, that's the kind of campaign you're going to get from from Ron DeSantis, you know. And so, what we really need to see, basically, is how this goes over the next several months, right? We have to see how it goes over the next several months, and I, I think that Ron DeSantis is going to run a very smart campaign. He's going to run a very succinct campaign. And I think he's going to run the kind of campaign that people can be proud of. I mean, I truly, truly believe that, that he's going to run the kind of campaign that, that people can be proud of. And uh, I'm going to play some clips. I'm going to go to some clips here in a second and we'll hear what he has to say on, on several issues, but, uh, he did not disappoint. This rollout, this rollout was not a disappointment. Not at all. It, 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 it was, it was succinct. It was smart. It's the way to reach a younger audience. And I think that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to reach that younger social media audience that has just been growing over the years and growing over the years instead of going the, you know, the, uh, standard way of just putting out a video on CNN or being, you know, in a in a whole ballroom with fifty people that you invited, and you make this big speech, and they drop some balloons. I think this was smart. I really did. It was. It made him more accessible right away, and I think it really does. He really wants to contrast himself not just against Trump, but against Joe Biden, right? Who would not be capable of doing anything like this. Whatsoever, someone, someone put out a, a, a funny tweet that said, you know, Joe Biden is, gonna do, is, going, is going to do some kind of an announcement on AOL Messenger. You know, so that's kind of, you know, obviously funny, but it's true that Joe Biden just does not know how to use social media. He just can't use social media because he can't interact. Could you imagine any scenario where Joe Biden takes questions for over an hour from regular people, not knowing who they are? not knowing what the questions are going to be. It would be impossible for his, his people, his handlers, would, would never let him do it. They would never let him do it because they know he'd fall flat on his face. And so I think uh, when you hear people saying it was impressive because he spoke about the issues and not about himself, he didn't make it about the cult of DeSantis OK, he made it about the issues that people care about, protecting children, woke ideology, immigration, failed covid policies, authoritarianism, all of that stuff that we really care about now, the, the economy. And so uh, that's what people want to hear about. That's what people want to hear about. Now, there will be some who say, no, we're in an age now where it's a gladiator mentality. We have to be like a, a gladiator. Trump is not a gladiator. Really, don't make me laugh. This fat old fool is no gladiator. He's just a big fucking mouth, just a big mouth. It doesn't take much to be a big mouth. Trust me, I know. It doesn't take much. It really doesn't. To to call someone names, to be nasty, uh, to act like a child, you know, uh, anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. That kind of childish shit. It doesn't take any talent or any moxie or balls, cojones, to do that. Give me a fucking break. This guy is not a gladiator, Trump. He's a fat old fool. He's a fat old fool. He is. And he's an idiot. He's not a smart man. This whole bullshit you hear on right-wing talk radio or television, oh, he's a – I shouldn't even say right-wing. I say the cult of Trump. The cult of Trump, a great businessman. The guy went bankrupt like 10 fucking times. Almost every business he tried to run, he ran into the ground. Look at Vegas. Where's the Taj Mahal now? So the guy is a terrible businessman. He's awful. So there's nothing about, oh, we need a businessman to run this country. Well, maybe. But how about a successful one? Not one that's gone bankrupt a multitude of times. That doesn't make any sense. Do you want the country to go bankrupt? So... This whole idea that you get from the cult of Trump that he's, he's real. He's tough. He's a gladiator. He's a, he's a counter puncher. He's a great businessman. It's all bullshit. It's all made up fake news of their own. That's just not true. It's not true at all. He got kind of lucky in 2016 that he barely won. He got kind of lucky because Hillary was awful because Hillary was an arrogant fool who thought she didn't have to make one or two final trips to the upper Midwest. And that's what allowed Donald Trump to win the Electoral College. That's it. If he was running against a competent, if he was running against Bill Clinton, he, he would have been totally destroyed. But luckily, he was running against Hillary Clinton. If he was running against Barack Obama, he would have been totally destroyed. But luckily, he was running against Hillary Clinton, who was just arrogant and didn't think she needed to do the work she needed to do. And when politicians do that, they always lose. Look at look at the one that AOC defeated. He felt he was an incumbent for so long, didn't have to go around his district, didn't have to knock on doors, and he lost to an idiot. So you can lose to idiots if you don't do your job. If you get arrogant, this is like sports, people. If you are a superior team, you could lose if you get arrogant. It happens a lot. If you don't take your opponent seriously, the underdog, the person who's not as good as you, as smart as you, the team that's not as good as you can absolutely win. And that's what happened in these cases. Remember, though, still, as horrible of a candidate Hillary was, and I remind you of this all the time, she still beat him by 3 million votes. 3 million votes, okay, which is a solid win. And then the 7 million votes that Biden beat him by was almost landslide. So this guy is a loser. He's not a winner. He's not a winner. Donald Trump's a loser. Ron DeSantis is a winner. Remember, with Donald Trump's blessing, although it was barely a blessing, In 2018, DeSantis won by 30,000 votes. Without his blessing, and with Trump constantly bashing him last year, he won by a million and a half votes. Remember, every candidate that Trump touched lost in the general election last year. He's poisoned. He can't win. He's not going to win. One thing Ron DeSantis said, if I can pull it up, I'll I'll, I'll say it, but I like the way he said it because it shows real confidence. He said, I swear to you, that if you make me the Republican nominee, you can put your you set your calendar to January twentieth, twenty twenty five, and I'll at high noon. He said high noon, and I'll be taking the oath of office. He is very confident that he's going to win. Incredibly confident that he's going to win. Uh, his his video he put out is now almost twelve million views. Almost 12 million views over the last several hours. He raised in the first hour $1 million. In the first hour, he raised a million dollars on his new website, not counting the 120 million he has now that he now has access to that he didn't have to spend last year. He's got about five or six times as much money as Trump because Trump's been uh, spending like a whore on a holiday, putting uh, attack ads up against Ron DeSantis over the last several months. Here, this is what he said. He said, uh, if you nominate me, you can set your clock to January 20th, 2025 at high noon. I'll be taking the oath of office as the 47th president of the United States. And I believe it. I believe he will soundly defeat Joe Biden. He'll soundly defeat Joe Biden. It won't even be close. Just the optics of this 40, what, 40-year-old on stage with this 80 year old demented fool, this guy who can who can. Talk for over an hour about issues, right? Without looking at a cheat sheet, without looking and reading into a teleprompter, who knows the issues inside out, would absolutely destroy Biden in those three debates. So I have no doubt that Ron DeSantis would win easily. It would be a landslide victory over Joe Biden. Uh, the same thing cannot be guaranteed about Donald Trump. And so, uh, once again, I think. The cult of Trump is strong when they say on Fox News or on right wing radio that Trump has a very solid following. They're not lying. I'm not saying they're lying. That following, though, is a cult following. It's like saying Jim Jones had a very had a very solid following. He did. And look what happened to those people in the end. So it's true. Trump has an incredibly solid following of cult supporters who will absolutely not vote for Ron DeSantis in a primary. They won't. They're going to vote for Donald Trump. They won't change their minds. They'll come out and vote for Donald Trump. But to say that Ron DeSantis doesn't have his own incredibly strong and building following is wrong. It's just not true. That's absolutely not true. I mean, Mike Huckabee said it. I think Mike Huckabee should take another relaxium and go back to sleep. Because if he thinks Ron DeSantis doesn't have a strong following, he's a, he's a total fool. And he's caught up in the – and he is. Mike Huckabee is absolutely a cult of Trump. He's in the cult of Trump he will pretend that he's not, but he is. He's a Trump cultist. And once again, I don't deny that Trump has a very strong cult following. That they will go, If, if he's in jail, they'll vote for him. They'll vote for him. If he's actually physically behind bars, they'll still vote for him. But that's insanity. It's insanity. It really is. And whether the guy's actually guilty or not, it's still insanity to vote for someone who's behind bars. And they would absolutely, this is not... Mandela, he might want to pretend he's Mandela, but he's not. But to vote for someone who's like physically behind bars when you have an alternative like Ron DeSantis, uh, a Yale Harvard graduate war hero, while well, of course Trump with his flat feet got out of it, um, and his wealthy father got out of it, you're crazy. It shows how it shows you're in a cult. You're in a cult, so you will go down with your cult leader. If your cult leader says we're going to lose drink this poison, we all need to die together, they would do it. There's a, a a high percentage of these Trump supporters who would absolutely drink the Kool-Aid if Trump was going down and they'd want to go down with him. These people are not well, they're sick, they're mentally unstable, and they're able to be hoodwinked into a cult. They're low self-esteem individuals, and we know low self-esteem individuals are the ones who are more likely to end up in a cult. Now, Ron DeSantis is for the death penalty. I'm not. If I was in a cult, I'd say whatever he says goes. I want I want Trump cultists to come on the show and tell me where they disagree with Trump. They won't. They don't. They, they have nothing. If you're in the cult of Trump, he can't say anything wrong. He can't do anything wrong. All right. If I said, wait a minute. All right. You're a, you're a Trump supporter. But come on. Now he's saying that Ron DeSantis is not a good governor. He's saying that Charlie Crist is a better governor and Andrew Cuomo did a better job with with the COVID. So can you come on the show and at least – no, they won't disagree with him. They won't because they're in the cult and whatever the cult leader says goes. So what Ron DeSantis is going to do is he's not going to bother with the Trump – believe me, if I know this, Mr. DeSantis knows this. He's not going to bother with the cult members. There's no way to peel them away. It's impossible. So what he's going to do is he's going to go after those people who are not in the cult of Trump, okay? Who might think he's okay, might think he's been treated poorly, but aren't in the cult and are willing to give someone else a chance. He's going to go for the independent vote, the independents who don't like Trump, right? The people who don't like Trump, the, the, the right-leaning, Republican-leaning independents who just don't like Donald Trump, he's going to go for them. And Libertarians, he's going to go for them. He's also going to go for Democrats. And people will say, oh, Mike, come on. Ron DeSantis isn't going to get any Democrats. Not true. He got Democrats in Florida. He got people in Florida who were Democrats who never voted for. that. He was their first Republican they ever voted for. So it's absolutely proven. He just did it five months ago. He just did it. So he can absolutely peel off. I'm not saying he's going to get the majority of Democrats. Of course not but he can peel off some democrats as well. So those are the groups he's going to go for. That's how you build a coalition, a little bit from here, a little bit from there, and to understand the people you should not bother. When I was with the Bernie Sanders campaign on his on his, you know, volunteering, we knew you could not go for the hardcore Hillary Clinton supporters. It wasn't going to happen. She was a she had a lot of cult people, the cult of Hillary. You could not Go near them. Don't talk to them. Don't bother with them because you're not going to get them. So you go for these other people, right, who are disenfranchised by the Democrats, right, who who don't want an establishment, who don't like Hillary Clinton, There are plenty of those people. Same thing with Joe Biden. So you have to know who you're going to go for and who you're not going to go for, right? And if you waste your time and energy going for Trump cultists, you're going to lose a lot of time and money and energy because you're not going to get them. And he knows that. He knows that. So yeah, Trump has huge support. You know, he's got a huge support, and he had a huge head start. He was the president of the United States. It's very rare in my lifetime; it hasn't happened where you're running against a former president, right? (laughs) Who skipped the term there in the middle, paused as Trump likes to say. It's never happened before. So you're, you're you're not you're running against basically an incumbent Republican president, right? That's not easy, and it's never been done before, and that's why Trump along with, of course, that incredible name recognition, because he's in the media every moment of the day, had a huge head start. And it wasn't DeSantis' fault. It was just generic. It's, it's the way it is. It, it was just it was, a, a, it was it, it's simply something that could not be avoided. Trump was the president, right? He was the president. He's got a very big name recognition, and he's going to get a head start. And so now Ron DeSantis will have to whittle away at that with all those people who were really undecided and those people who were not Trump cultists, who are going to start to look at things and say, I don't know. I don't, I think this attacking him and saying he wasn't a good governor. And I think that's wrong. You know, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Why did you move to Florida when he was governor? Why did you support him in 2018? Why did you love him just up until the minute where it was possible that he was going to be an opponent of yours? Come on. You know, and they're going to say this is just this is just ridiculous and the whole idea of Trump just attacking DeSantis now without even talking about issues trump is just going to attack him childishly with stupid things like ha ha your twitter was five minutes late ha ha bullshit stuff like that that people are going to get tired of after a while they're going to say well what about wokeness what about covid what about the vaccine what about the mandates what about fauci what about immigration what about the economy talk about those things i don't want to hear about the the twitter was five minutes late you fool so there's going to be enough of that where trump's just going to self implode He's just going to self-implode and he's not going to be able to dance around Ron DeSantis in the dozen debates that are going to happen. The way he was able to dance around and bully people like Marco Rubio and Chris Christie and these wannabe has like Jeb Bush. Not going to happen. And that's another thing they bring up on Fox. They go, oh, look what he did. Look, he steamrolled everyone. Well, no, he steamrolled a few losers in 2016. He steamrolled a few losers who were not ready for his attack who were not ready for someone like him eight years ago who cares seven years ago who cares what does that have anything to do with now what does that have anything he didn't steamroll joe biden did he in the popular vote he didn't steamroll hillary clinton did he he steamrolled a few republican losers in 2016 that's all he did and uh if you haven't noticed that Ron DeSantis is no Chris Christie, that Ron DeSantis is no Jeb Bush or Marco Rubio, then you're not looking very closely at things. Uh, so all in all, this was a great day. It was a day of a long time coming. Most, you know, I knew I told you months ago that either May or June he was going to run. And here we are, May 24th, and he runs. It, it, it was obvious. Yes, COVID gave him an in. COVID did it. If not for COVID, he probably wouldn't be running for president now. But we had COVID, and it was three years in our nation's history that we will never forget. It could be the most important three-year time period in our lives. And so many people were wrong. So many people were wrong, and he was right. And he wasn't right like hindsight, 2020, 20, three years later. He was right at the time. He was right at the time when in June of twenty twenty, Ron DeSantis said, Wait a minute, wait a minute. All these people are going out and protesting in the streets, thousands of them in all these cities, without masks, or just screaming and yelling, when everyone's supposed to be locked down, locked in, locked up, and yet the Democrats, the same people who wanted to lock in, lock down, lock up everyone, is now saying, Oh no, if you're protesting, you're okay. And Ron DeSantis, because he's like a a, like a person of intellect and common sense said, wait a minute, <laughs> this is bullshit. Like most of us, like many, like not not most of us. I want to give the rest of us who, who knew this credit. We were in the minority. We weren't in the majority. We knew better than the majority. Like Ron DeSantis knew better than the majority of politicians. We knew better than the majority of people. We saw that as well. We saw the protests in the summer of 2020, and no one was saying, don't do that. Yet, When the right wing Sturgis bike rally people want to have a little one day event, they were saying that was going to kill everybody. We saw that. We saw that hypocrisy. Okay, we saw that hypocrisy. We saw the hypocrisy of, of Gavin Newsom saying you can't go to a restaurant when he goes to a restaurant with 20 friends without masks sitting around a table two feet from each other. We said, oh, wait, does it, that doesn't make any sense. Why can you do that? But I can't. When, when Gavin Newsom lied and said his kids were, were learning from home, when instead he was sending them to a private school that was open without masks while he closed your kids' school and made your kids wear masks, people like me and Ron DeSantis said, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is all bullshit. Okay. So Ron DeSantis, very early on in this process, knew this was bullshit. Okay. Knew this was all about power and authoritarianism and making other people do not as you do, but as you want them to do. And he didn't do that. So he opened Florida up and he opened up the schools and he, he didn't allow mask mandates. Right. We have the the mayor of Miami. What's his name? Tony Montana. Something like that. Saying that he's a Ron DeSantis. This guy's a Republican, supposedly saying Ron DeSantis wouldn't allow him to do mask mandates complaining. Yeah, he wouldn't allow him to do mask mandates because we knew masks were bullshit. So these are no no vaccine mandates. Right. You could go to a sporting event there without being vaccinated. You could go to a play, go to a movie. You could keep your job. You could you could support your family if you didn't want to get the vaccine. That was all Ron DeSantis. OK, and so, yes, that opened up Ron DeSantis, run for president of the United States, because he was right and all these other people were wrong. And he could simply say, eh, I did it for COVID. I'll do with other issues. I'll do the right thing when everyone else is doing the wrong thing. I will see ahead of time. I will have the foresight to know what's right. I have the leadership abilities to not just follow the quote unquote experts, but to do what I believe is right based on my own intellect and common sense. And so this allowed Ron DeSantis to run for president, to do what he did today. It was his time and he made the most of it. It was his time and he made the most of it. And so he deserves this. He absolutely deserves this. And uh, I didn't know much about Ron DeSantis before COVID. I didn't, I didn't know much about Ron DeSantis. I knew that, you know, he was the guy who beat the black guy by about a half of 1%. And everyone was so upset, all the Democrats and the progressives were so upset when Gillum lost. And of course, what, a few months later, a year later, he was on the floor in vomit naked after a sex orgy drug party. So hmm, that half of 1% may have saved Florida. Think of what Florida would have been if Andrew Gillum had won. If that 30,000 vote had flipped the other way and he had become governor, they would have lockdowns. And what they have now, as Ron DeSantis knows, is a, a vibrant economy, number one in education now for the first time ever, by the way. And maybe that has a little bit to do with not like closing schools for two years. That could be it. That could be it. little bit, little bit. And so number one, an economy tourism is through the roof. Uh, people are moving there in droves from places like California and Florida and, 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 and uh, California. The economy's booming. You go to Florida and it actually feels like freedom. It does. It feels like a breath of fresh air. It feels like I'm living in a place where I, there's law and order, real law and order, not fake law and order. Like California and New York have fake law and order. It's, it's mandate law and order where these little picayune things, these little freedoms are taken away from us. while criminals can do whatever the fuck they want. Well, in Florida, criminals can't do whatever they want, but the people have freedom. The people are allowed to live. They're not mandated to death by the government. So you go there and you're like, wow, everyone is so happy here. I'm so miserable in San Francisco all the time. If you listen to the show, you can maybe tell. Let We should do a little experiment. I should live in Florida for six months and then do the show. And I guarantee you it'll be a very different show. Very different. It'll be the kind of show someone in Florida does when they talk about California, New York. That, oh, it's, it's too bad they're like that. But at least I don't have to live it. And that's a totally different deal than actually having to live it. You understand? So you go there and people are happy. People want to live there. They call it the free state of Florida. They love their governor. And that's what he has going for him as well. That's what he has going for him as well. And good old Donald Trump moved from New York to Florida, just like many other people, when Ron DeSantis was governor. And that puts Trump in a very awkward spot. It's like, why did you move? If if, if he's a terrible governor, why don't you leave? Why are you living in Mar-a-Lago? Why don't you leave? Why don't you move to New York or California or Texas? What are you doing in Florida, buddy? Well, because we know he's full of shit. We know he's totally full of shit. So with Trump, you're going to get this. Is The thing, do you want policies or do you want like soap opera? Right. Do you want like a clown show? Do you want like a a, a reality show? Is that what we want? Is that what we want? President reality show or do we want a president who's actually going to get things done? Who's going to close the border? Who's going to get the economy going? Who's going to make sure, as he said today, that those COVID ki- those COVID type mandates that Trump allowed to take hold in his first year, last year in office, will never happen under him? Do we want those things, or do we want President Entertainment? President, let me entertain you. That's the that's that's the question I, I'm asking. I don't know maybe you want that. Maybe you'd rather have President Let Me Entertain You. Then the president who's actually gonna get the job done, who's actually gonna help you live your life and, and, and make your quality of life better. You'll have to those are the questions you'll have to several months. Hey, is this Joe? Hey Joe, how you doing? Joe, are you there? Up oh, Joe Joe, is that a little bird icon? I don't know. Looks like a little dove. Little dove photo of a little dove. Anyway, if you want to come back, Joe, you can. If anyone wants to call in and tell me how you feel about the events of the day, please do so. And while you're talking, I can cue up some uh, some clips from, from the stand. I, I saved so many on Twitter. I, f- <laughs> I like so many things, so I have them available. I have to see where I want to start here. Uh, by the way, it was David Sachs, the founder of this network, call in who did the moderating um, a d- great job. He did a good job. And, uh, on, on Twitter with, uh, Elon Musk and, and Ron DeSantis today. Um, and once again, you can, you can go and listen to that if you want, it's recorded and it's about 75 minutes long. Uh, I'm going to play one clip and then we'll go to Daniel and anyone else who might want to call in. Let's see. Let me put the volume up on this. Let's see if I can figure this out. Okay. This is, um, this was DeSantis on – he went on Trey Gowdy almost immediately after. It was the first big TV interview he did. And uh, he, he spoke a little bit about uh, what he's going to do about woke uh, – Hold a on a 2nd sorry. Here we go. Or, Here we go. Sorry. About woke ideology and such.
2: Or do you think it's also appropriate for a president
0: to do
1: that? Well, if there was somehow a federally conferred private government given to a corporation – like you had with Disney, then that could potentially be something that you would do. But I don't think that that exists anywhere else in the country. So I think this was a unique setup involving the state of Florida and this one company. And it started many, many decades ago, but clearly it's not something that was viable uh, going forward. So I just don't think you would have the same set of facts, uh, a president vis-a-vis what a governor would do in this situation. But we will, as president, lean in, Against woke ideology and against the sexualization of children, it's wrong, Trey. What they're trying to do to these kids, we're not going to abide by it. And in Florida, we say we're the state where woke goes to die. You know, as president, I'm going to make sure woke ideology ends up in the dustbin of history.
0: Perfect.
2: How's it going, Daniel?
0: What's on your mind?
2: I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this call short. Um, I was listening to um, the recorded version. I tried to listen to the live version. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just gave up after a few minutes because of the initial problem. So I listened to the recorded version of uh, DeSantis' announcement today. Mm-hmm. I, I was really impressed by the platform as well as um, DeSantis', um real talk. Um, you, you don't get that much from politicians. The thing that that most struck me as I was listening was that between DeSantis, I was, I was, this is kind of the first time I actually thought clearly about this, between DeSantis and RFK talking about what they're talking about and the manner in which they're talking about it, we have a really good shot of holding the force of state responsible for what they did to us these last three years and how morally depraved they were. Well,
0: you mentioned RFK. I'm glad you did. <clears throat> We've talked about this before DeSantis' announcement. That'll be great if we ended up with an RFK versus DeSantis general election, right? Now, of course, the RFK part is going to be much more difficult than the DeSantis part, simply because the Democratic Party won't let there be a fair primary. They're not going to give three debates, let alone a dozen debates. So it's going to be tough for RFK to get his actual vision and ideas out there. Instead, the Democratic Party will make sure he's defined by the Democrat-owned media, right? That's the problem. So in order to get these little tidbits... Of, of RFK, we're gonna have to go on Facebook, right? We're gonna have to go on Twitter. We're gonna have to watch, you know, ironically enough, Fox, who will put him on much more than CNN or MSNBC. So it's gonna be tough for RFK for that reason, you know? And I wish, you're right, it'll be great because you're, you're gonna have DeSantis talking about the woke crap and the COVID nonsense, and you'd have RFK talking about the vaccines, and you'll have all this discussion over the next eight, nine months about this stuff. But unfortunately, the RFK part of it is going to be muted by the Democratic Party.
2: They will try. They will definitely try. Um, You know, I've been saying this for quite a while. The fourth estate is dead. Um, People keep pretending that it's not. It it, it died. Um, It's a carcass at this point. The fifth estate is on the rise. Um, uh, Citizen reporting is going to be the future um I don't know that what the media does from this point forward um with respect to RFK is going to matter as much near as much as it might have mattered in the past and it may be their undoing um in, in, in attacking him um because it just make more clear to everybody who and what they are and and what they're um, all about with respect to the mercenary media yeah
0: and i I think that. The whole idea of doing this on Twitter was was big because we know what Twitter has uh, shown over the last several months, right, with the Twitter files uh, about the lack of there being a a public square and free speech, and that and Elon Musk has made it clear that anybody who's running for president now or who's going to announce is welcome to come on and do exactly what Ron DeSantis did. Exactly. They're welcome to come on and take questions and, and talk for an hour and hour. An hour. Anyone can do it, not just Ron DeSantis. Now, they won't take him up on it yep. because they, they can't do it, right? Like Joe Biden. Yep. Well, I'm sure Elon Musk would give him the time just like he gave Ron DeSantis. But he's not going to do it because they can't do it. Donald Trump's not going to do it because he can't do it. Big, yep. tough Donald Trump would not allow an hour and a half of taking questions from regular people. They wouldn't, he wouldn't allow it. He can't yep. deal with it. Yeah, right.
2: and, and like I've said about DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSantis is being the big dog, and he's he's got Trump yipping and nipping and yapping at his heels, and he's just regarding him as the big as the big dog would. Um, for, for since since Trump Trump is going to look like a wuss because he is not going to come like like he said he's not going to come on Twitter, or, or if he did, it would be t- typical all about me Trump Trumpian sort of presentation on Twitter. Um, which I don't think the Twitter uh, um, audience <laughs> would appreciate one bit. Um, so, yeah, uh, um, tr- Trump's Trump Trump's Trump's in a bad spot. He's um, he. I don't think he realizes how bad a spot he's in. Um, I think his cult. I think the cult has gone to his head.
0: Well, the cult has gone to his head. There's no doubt about it. And you know, like Ron DeSantis said, he said. I can deal with being called names. He said, there are were, there were people who sacrificed for this country who, who you know, took a lot more incoming than just being called nasty names. And so I, that's at least I can deal with. And it's not going to be a problem. You know, these others in 2016 were like, it's all blown back by like being called little Marco Rubio or fat Chris or whatever it may have been. They were like, it was like, it's like they had never experienced such a thing before. Where DeSantis is used to this by now, you know it, it's it's used to this by now, you know uh, he's laughed at Ron sanctimonious he he laughs at it, you know, and it's just like it's basically it's very simple to defeat Donald Trump because it's just like it's just like defeating like a schoolyard bully or or someone who's very childish. You just deal with them in the same manner, basically as you ignore them when you can, and you punch them in your nose when they have to. That's it. Ignore them when you can, punch them in the nose. If you have to, that's it. And that's how you deal with these people. So to defeat Donald Trump is the same as defeating a, a childish bully. It's the same thing. And they're defeated all the time. So it's, it's the same kind of psychology. And I think DeSantis understands that perfectly. So I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a problem. You know, what's sad though, are people on the right who think, and, I, and some of them modern on Fox news, who think that Trump's whole shtick is funny that that's funny. I don't find it funny. I mean, yes, Trump is entertaining. I have laughed at Trump's comments before. I have. Absolutely. But it's it's to the point where at some point you have to say, okay, we are in a bad situation in this country.
2: Exactly. These are serious freaking times.
0: Right. We are in a bad situation here now. Enough of this. Four years of that was enough. And it's not like we don't have another choice. I've said it before. If my only choice was Trump versus Biden, I will vote for Donald Trump. But we don't have to have that choice, right? We don't have to. And we have the right to make this DeSantis versus RFK Jr. if we want. Fuck, take our power back in this country. We don't have to vote who they say we have to vote for. So we have choices. We have the choice. And it's time to go in a much more serious, sober, and yes, oh, God forbid. I know I know, Trump and his uh, horrible campaign staff likes to always talk about this. But, oh, yeah, oh, DeSantis is just too boring. Oh, why do we need an entertaining, why do we need a fucking shuck and jive president? We need a shuck and jive president? No, we need a serious, sober president. President. We don't need a fucking clown. We don't need fucking uh, bozo the clown as president of the United States. You know, in the old days, right, the of the of the kings, they had the jester, the court jester, right? He could be the jester Trump. He could be DeSantis' jester. He can come in and dance and tell jokes and, and give him names to call people. Let him do that. But the president, the guy running things, needs to be a sober person, okay? This, these, are, like you said, these are very dangerous times we're in, with the economy sinking, with wokeism taking over, with the woke mob deciding, pressuring these feckless DAs when it comes to prosecuting people or not prosecuting people. This is a problem. We are. This is. I never thought I'd say this before, but we are absolutely at a time in our history where our democracy is at stake. It's at. Stake. We are so close to a society of authoritarianism and uh, dictatorship and rule by the woke mob. And eventually that woke mob is going to come for you and me.
2: And even in San Francisco, one of the most woke cities on the planet. They are feeling it right now. There is tremendous, tremendous disapproval for the direction the city is heading in. Seventy five percent of those polled say the city is heading in the wrong direction. Fifty over 50 percent said that they wouldn't vote for Mayor Breed again. It, it, this is I, I, I can see the entire um, board of supervisors being booted out in the next election.
0: Well, talking about here locally in San Francisco, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I I don't look. I, I do want to mention. Uh, I did attend the. Uh, I, I attended the log cabin Republican of San Francisco. Yes, they exist. Believe it or not, the log cabin Republicans of San Francisco. I, they have a monthly meeting, and I attended it before the show tonight. And Kevin Kiley, uh the congressman from uh, the uh, outside the Sacramento area, uh, did a Zoom. He was on Zoom from his office in D.C. and he spoke for about a half hour. And he spoke about what he's been doing in Congress and the difference between being in the state legislature here in California and now being in the U S house. And it was a great time. And it was wonderful. You're in this little, you can't believe this. You're like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm, I'm having a meal with, with gay Republicans in San Francisco. It's almost like a different world. than when you stepped out of that world, back into the streets of San Francisco, you're back into reality again. But there are people who want change. There are people who don't believe things are, are, are going the right direction, who, who understand that Democrats have destroyed the city and so many others. It's just a matter of, we don't have enough of them in numbers here, Daniel. That's the problem. You know, That's basically the issue. It's, it's, it's simply a mathematics issue in big cities here, is that there are people who are just totally ingrained in their cult of Democrat, and they're not going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to sign off. Well, All uh, I can say, Daniel, I want to leave you with one thing. Okay. Understand this, Daniel. Mike likes Ron DeSantis. Mike really likes mm-hmm. <laughs> Ron DeSantis. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks.
2: Seinfeld reference there for you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Okay. <laughs> Have a good night. Thanks, Daniel.
0: All right. Uh, anyway, yes, a Seinfeld uh, reference. Um, so... <laughs> Another thing about Ron DeSantis that I think is important, and look, I'm not that big into the war, you know, going to war. I believe you can run for office if you didn't serve. But, you know, Donald Trump was probably supposed to serve, right? And he didn't. Uh, Ron DeSantis was awarded the Bronze Star in Iraq. And also, of course, we know he uh, was at Yale and Harvard. And his law classmates were making money on Wall Street at white shoe law firms while he went into Iraq, of course, voluntarily and was awarded the bronze star. It tells you a little bit about the character of, of Ron DeSantis. The character of Ron DeSantis. And look, what we're talking about here is I think policy differences there are some. There are. And this once again, you can hear a lot of this from the Trump the cult of Trump. Oh, DeSantis's Trump light. They like to use that term, whatever that means, trump liked. But actually, there are actually real policy differences. And one is having the balls to come out with real policies that aren't exactly the most popular, right? Like six-week abortion ban, right? Six-week abortion ban is not the most popular uh, policy out there. But he believes in it. What does Trump do? He just goes for the popular policy. He goes for the more popular Republican policy, right? Whatever it is, 13 weeks, 15 weeks. The standard like line, Republican policy when it comes to abortion, that's what Trump defaults to. It's not his own beliefs. Remember, this guy was a pro-choice Democrat. So at heart, he's probably still a pro-choice Democrat. But he's just going for whatever the policy the majority of Republicans seem to land on right now, right? He follows the polls. Ron DeSantis doesn't follow the poll. He believes in the heartbeat law. He believes that the heartbeat should be the deciding factor. And since we can detect it at six weeks, that's when it becomes murder in six weeks. That's what he believes. You can believe that or not. That's what he believes, you understand. So he's not going to change it because of a poll. He's not going to go from six weeks to 15 weeks because the majority of his party believes that. That's not what he's going to do. That's the easy thing to do. But a real man, a real woman, a real person, a real they, them, they, whatever you want to be follows their belief, their heart, not polls, not the majority. And we keep on seeing this. This is like the theme over and over again with DeSantis, not going with the majority at the time, right? The COVID stuff, the majority said, wear masks. The majority said vaccine mandates. The majority said close the schools, keep the kids at home. He went against that. He went against the grain because he believed in what he believed in, that it was right. And he turned, he turned out to be right. He turned out to be right. And more often than not, when you follow what you truly believe, and not just the political wins, you're going to be right a lot more than wrong. When you follow your heart, whether it's in politics or life, you're going to be right a lot more than you're going to be wrong. So that's what Ron DeSantis is all about. And Donald Trump is not. Donald Trump does not have his own beliefs. Okay. He had certain beliefs when it was politically expedient for him to be a New York businessman Democrat in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Then when it was politically expedient when running against Hillary Clinton to become a Republican and pretend you're this conservative when he's not. So It's it's a it's a total phoniness. It's a total it's once again, it's a reality show, right? Where you're seeing something that seems to be real, but isn't actually real. That when the cameras are off, it's a different story. It's a different it's a whole different world once the cameras are turned off. And that's what Donald Trump is. When the cameras are on, he's one thing. When the cameras are off, he's another. When the political winds go one way, that's the way he goes. When they go the other, he goes the other way. Here's here's an aggressive response. From DeSantis to Trump's attacks, uh, the the Florida governor told RCP Trump backed omnibus and amnesty. So RCP said you made the contrast with the former president implicit at times. Going forward, do you believe that you'll make more than just an affirmative case for yourself, but an explicit case for why Donald Trump shouldn't be reelected? DeSantis said, "So he's drawing, I think, helpful contrast with me now. He's running attacks." attacking me for voting against the omnibus spending bill that he signed when he was president. Absolutely, I think he should have not signed those omnibus spending bills. He aired almost $8 trillion to the debt in four years. I'm happy to be the conservative side of that debate, but I think our debt's gone up way too much. He also attacked me for voting against an amnesty bill that he had endorsed Uh, of two million of two million person amnesty bill good luck 2.0 in 2018 and he said that it was voting against the wall but if you remember that bill was like a pittance for that in exchange for a massive amnesty well of course you're not going to do a massive amnesty i oppose amnesty i thought it was supposed to be america first policy to oppose amnesty and yet he endorsed and tried to ram through amnesty and so, you know, these are contrasts I'm happy to discuss. I find it odd that we want to raise those. I think they're counting on people not necessarily asking questions about it, but we'll be sure to let everyone know what those differences were. He wanted omnibus. I opposed omnibus. He wanted amnesty. I opposed amnesty. So you see, it's, that, it's these incredible details on policy that Ron DeSantis is so good with and so good at contrasting himself with Trump that... Trump's not going to be able to uh, dance with the DeSantis when it comes to debates. He's not going to be able to discuss policy the way DeSantis does because he doesn't understand policy the way DeSantis does. So what you'll see for Trump is more of these very broad stroke attacks, right? Very broad stroke attacks. And it'll be very childish stuff. It'll be childish stuff like, he has no, I, I supported him and now he's running against me. No loyalty, no loyalty. Stuff like that. Stupid, idiotic stuff like that. Like people can't run for president because you're friendly. They're friendly with you. They're pre- they're friendly with Donald Trump. Point is like tonight. So Laura Ingram had on David Sachs, and they were talking about the Twitter spaces. And immediately, immediately, Trump puts out. Don't watch Laura Ingram. Never watch her again. Like it's got to be twenty four seven Trump. You know, blank sucking. It has to be twenty four seven Trump blank sucking. Otherwise, you're an evil person and you should be boycotted. This is a child. He's a child. You can't run against him. You can't say anything slightly critical about him or slightly positive about someone else who's running against him. If you do, you should be banned and boycotted. You're evil. And he loved Fox News. He loved Laura Ingram. Now he hates them because they had, she had on David Sachs two and a half fucking minutes. That's a child. And those are the kinds of things you can expect from Donald Trump. And the people who think this is funny or entertaining are morons. They're morons. In other words, it's almost like when you think this stuff is funny, you're like the eight-year-old laughing at what the other eight-year-old did. The eight-year-old throws gum and hits the back of the teacher's head, and you're another eight-year-old sitting next to him in class, and you laugh, and you think that's funny. Grow the fuck up. Let me go to Bill, and then we'll go to Gator. Gator, where you been? I'll get to you in a second. Hey, Bill. How's
3: it going? You're only gonna give me a second, Mike. Come on, why don't you take Gator? We'll talk later. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Gator. we'll get together in a minute. Good. All right.
0: Good. Go ahead. We'll come back to you. Don't worry about it. We'll do an we'll open discussion
3: tonight. I'm up, <laughs> I'm on board with Chris Hedges. You know, we got Trump because he got vomited up after eight years of Obama and everything before that. Um, yeah, I don't know how else to say. We've talked about Trump's uh, cabinet, uh, mostly deep staters. Um, we talked about that the other night. No reason to re- regurgitate it. I think everybody in the audience knows that. Um, they don't. They do a little research and see about that. You know. So he's he's uh, like running on a populist message. He's going to be our redemption. Yeah, just like Obama was hoping change. I mean, aren't we tired of this freaking circus? I am. Um, what the hell is JFK doing, running with the Democratic Party? The I mean, RFK, I mean, RFK, RFK. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I say the yeah. same thing. I say JFK yeah. Jr. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's but very early here, well, three in the morning. Hey, I'm awake.
0: Well, someone <laughs> said something earlier. Remind us of our conversation yesterday. Remind me of our conversation yesterday, mm-hmm. and it had to do with um, the idea once again. Of, oh, oh! Someone said on television, maybe it was Huckabee, Suckabee, Fuckabee, mm-hmm. whatever his name is, <laughs> that we need to vote for Donald Trump, otherwise the the uh, deep state will win, and that made me laugh and think about the it's, conversation it's... you and I had yesterday. Yeah. Oh, you mean like uh, those? Those? You mean like uh, Mulvaney? Really? Mm-hmm. You mean like uh, Mnuchin? Uh, yeah, M- so. Not Mulvaney. Yeah, sorry, Mnuchin. Really... Who was the other yeah. one? Oh, oh, Bolton. Oh. Right. Fauci, yep. yeah, these aren't deep staters at all,
3: are they? Uh, don't forget about uh, Alex Acosta, who uh, gave uh, Epstein a slap on the wrist. Was uh, I think his first name is Alex? Yeah, Acosta, the labor secretary, who as a federal prosecutor, uh, basically, what did Epstein get a, uh, one count of sex trafficking, and that's Trump's buddy. So let's bring him on board. You know, so Jesus Christ. Yeah, these are all I mean, deep staters. It's, it's, it's,
0: and forget forget about those yeah. three or four people I just mentioned. How about all the generals that he had on yeah. <laughs> around him? Wait, wait a minute. Wait, these four-star generals are now anti-deep state? Come on. This is so ridiculous. It really is. There was nothing. Say... Once again, there was nothing about Trump that was anti-deep state. He surrounded himself with deep staters. And there was nothing about him that was draining the swamp. He surrounded himself with the swampiest of swamp creatures. Decades, people I in thought. politics for decades in D.C. Beltway for decades. Yeah, exactly, uh, it's, these, it's so absurd. It's really absurd.
3: You know, personal experience here in Connecticut. Uh, he eviscerated, cut the head off the task force on corruption. Deidre Daly, the executive director, and who I was reporting to, who indicted and convicted the CPA, my father's probate matter, Castellano. Who was there was a big racketeering act going on, and uh, of course, I was. Ex- And we know what I was dealing with. The point is after Trump was elected, I was told to stop calling the DOJ and the Haven 157 Church Street. When I drove up there, they wouldn't meet with me, even though I had a motion to recuse Judge Eamon stamped, filed in court, and she did recuse herself. She was a former assistant US attorney. In other words, Trump's DOJ wouldn't meet with me versus being put right into Deidre Daly's voicemail by staffers, and told I was going to be meeting with her. Trump's got. See the contrast. He wasn't there to drain anything. He eviscerated the task force on corruption. Nothing went forward from there, you yes. know? And then it was his DOJ that shut down the investigation of Catholic Church, December two thousand twenty. One month after Letitia filed her lawsuit against uh, the Catholic Church for failure to protect children and financial improprieties, I mean you know, so it's not like I've mentioned people. Why do you talk about your individual cases? Because my individual cases are emblematic of the bigger picture and what was happening here in Connecticut and on the federal level, uh, criminally regarding Catholic church. You know, I tell you what, we needed somebody uh, to take to the bully pulpit and, and get consistent statutes and limitations, uh, on sex abuse in this country. It is an abomination that we have the grave disparity, depending on what state you're in, on the statute of limitations on criminal and civil, on sex, sure. on sex abuse, no, that has to yeah. be changed. We're talking children, we're talking young adults, we're talking vulnerable people. That It's not just a Catholic church, the Mormon church. Well, Jesus, Mike, I mean, epstein Roy cohen you know trump's mentor you know there's no accident that did you notice let's also talk i'll get off of trump for a second and talk about the look at trump's history whose associates have been his whole freaking career and what mm-hmm. he's, you know and yeah put lipstick on that pig right now at any point and think that he's going to bring reform and be your redemption It's playing, Freaking and ignorant! And this is revisionist history to say, "Oh, this great, this great businessman who went bankrupt a million well, times." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know. you know, I mean, so I, I'm sick of that shit. Um, as far as uh, Biden crime family, enough said, right? I mean, fuck it. We got this country's run by a bunch of fucking mobsters. You know what I mean? In disguise. Um, as far as DeSantis, you know, all I can say is what he did with COVID was a Hell of a lot better than a lot of other governors, that much is clear. I like Joseph Latipo, but you know, as far as his history, like Guantanamo, you know, is supposed to be representing the. Uh, I don't know what to call it—the the the captured uh, non-terrorists. I mean, yeah, the non-terrorists. Yeah, I, you know, seriously, because you know, the, if anyone who looks at nine eleven doesn't realize that was an inside job, is just freaking burying their head in the sand. You know, between the Mossad, U.S. intelligence—well, those people certainly weren't given a due process, that we know. No, that too. I mean. Yeah. You know, so and that that kicked off the project for a new American century. You know, take we're going to. Wesley Clark said, General Wesley? Oh, what was he told at the Pentagon? We're going to take seven countries in five years. Jesus Christ! I mean, you know, <laughs> not the, anyone who follows things and gets beneath the surface and you know scratches back the the makeup and the lipstick. Of our, of, our, of our government is is basically run by the transnational banksters, corporate pigs uh, molesting Catholic and Mormon churches. You know, aren't we tired of this shit? I am. I'm disgusted. And it's not going to get any better unless we bring someone in there who's... I don't know that DeSantis is a guy, because to be honest with you, I really haven't studied his career and what else he did besides what he did around COVID. Um, And what he says about what he'll do regarding the deep state and, you know, the commission that he was talking about forming to fight the misinformation, disinformation of uh, the CDC. Yeah, Yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, and the WEF, you know, look, I think uh, what
0: we're going to see. I don't once again, I don't know about some of the issues you talk about. I've never heard him talk about them, but I do know we're going to get a different FBI, a different CDC, a different NIH, a different IRS. We're gonna we're gonna see a guy who's going to really break these uh, uh, broken uh, establishments down and rebuild them in a very different way, and that's what we need. The CDC we know is a total disaster. We've seen recently, obviously, right, with the problems with the uh, with the NIH and the FBI. So we know these we know these agencies. You see what happens is they become too complacent. They can get away with whatever they want to get get away with because they're not held accountable. The only person who can really hold these places accountable are the is the president of the United States. Congress can talk about it. They can do hearings and such, but only the president can really take a stand and say, mm-hmm. look, we need massive changes. Uh-huh. We need massive changes in these, pl- in these organizations. And I think you'll get that with, with Ron DeSantis. You're not going to get it with Donald Trump because you didn't get it with Donald Trump. So yeah, Donald Trump could talk too. about some of the good things that happened. Over his four years, but there's a lot of stuff that should have happened that didn't happen over those four years' time that he promised he would do. So a lot of it was just total bullshit from him, you know. And uh, it's 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 simply a matter of once again, I think DeSantis really showing why he's the better candidate. But I think more importantly than really more importantly than issues, as I've talked about here, is who. Is best situated to win the general election. You can have the best ideas, the best policies, the best whatever. If you can't win the general election because you can't draw in people from outside your own cult, it doesn't matter. So that's what Ron DeSantis needs to prove. What I've, I think I've said many times and I've proven on this show that cults following Trump's following is a cult, is a cult. But that cult, while he hopes can push him through the primary, will not push him through the general election. It's not big enough to push him through the general election. And the, the anti-Trump cult is even bigger. That's the problem. You know, there's the other side, the Trump derangement syndrome, of the left-wing kind, where people that will just, once again, just like 2020, this is why Joe Biden beat him by 7 million votes and got 81 million votes, the most votes for any president. Think about all the great people who have run for president. And Joe Biden gets the most votes ever. Why? Because all people who would never voted before came out to vote against, not for Joe Biden, against Donald Trump. And they'll do it again. Yeah, that's the point know. DeSantis has to get through.
3: Okay, a couple of quick questions. Is Are, are any presidents ever elected or are they selected? you know, by the globalists. And I don't know. Anyway, but but the, let's, let's talk about anyone. Anyway, let's say, hypothetically speaking, we can wave a magic wand and either, you know, RFK or DeSantis can end up in office just for sake of discussion. Who do they surround themselves with? That's always, the, there, that's always the point, isn't it? How the hell? Yeah, but my point is. I mean, well, I think DeSantis see, will have to tell us
0: who he's going to surround himself. I'm sure he will. I mean, yeah, but I mean,
3: funny. who's the pool? Mike, Mike, bear with me a minute. Say, you know, when you're a kid and you're choosing people to be on your basketball team in the schoolyard, if you I got mean, a bunch of thugs all around you, there's, in other words... The I lady, understand.
0: Who do you have to choose who from? Who do you pick your from?
3: Yes. What's the, what's the pool of talent there, right? Well, even if you get someone like Colonel McGregor, who, who's on, you know, they won't only appear on Fox anymore, because yeah, why? Because yeah. he outs the whole Ukraine you know, remember when a couple of times he was on Fox and then you didn't see him anymore on Fox, mm-hmm. Colonel McGregor because he was outing the real what's really going on in Ukraine. I mean, or Scott Ritter or something like that. These people may not wanna be part of a cabinet for personal reasons, family, who knows. You know what I mean? For just for example, you know. And those are only two people I can think of. Well, Um, say Ron DeSantis said, okay, I'm going to have the CDC.
0: And my head of the CDC is going to be Scott Atlas or Jay Bhattacharya. Oh, yeah.
3: But there's going to be some, like Joseph Latipo. That's right. right. He'll
0: be the attorney general, uh, the the, the surgeon general. Right. So you're talking right away about a huge improvement from where we are now. And even where we were under Donald Trump. You know, so there are things he can do. Uh, This is the idea you get like all the inside the beltway experts and you ask them who they want and you go the opposite. That's what you do. That's basically, I think the best way to go because remember it was the inside the beltway experts who told Donald Trump, Donald Trump didn't know Tony Fauci from Robert De Niro. They told him Fauci's the guy. Fauci's the AIDS guy. And this fucking big bloated orange moron didn't go on, do what I did and go on uh, Google for 10 minutes and he said, okay, he'll be the guy. When if he had done any research, he would have known. Or if he had gone to Scott Atlas or Jay Bhattacharya and said, what do you think about Tony Fauci? They would have said, stay away from the guy. Oh. He simply followed what his quote unquote inside the beltway experts told him to do. That is not leadership, that's following. And Man, I think, I think you five, won't five. see that from Ron DeSantis.
3: It doesn't sound like a okay. So I know Gator wants to call him Andrew. May want to quick on um, um, RFK Jr. He's got to know he doesn't stand a snowball's chance in hell running with the Democrats because that that will totally rig him out of any opportunity. Does he? If why why isn't that running as independent and trying to? I don't understand. I, he's not going to get a debate with Biden as a, you know, clearly uh, run with a Democratic... Well, this is what I've I thought Bernie should have done. Obviously, he didn't
0: do it. Which is, you run in the Democratic primary All right. if you feel you aren't if you, if you're fair about it, right? And you feel you weren't treated properly, and they rigged it against you. Then you run as an independent. Um, and I think that's what RFK Junior. should do if he feels that he's not treated properly and they rig it for Biden, he should run as an independent. That was my big issue with Bernie. He had no balls to say, look, it wasn't like it was the Republican primary with Trump where they stayed out of it. They didn't want Trump. Most of the establishment didn't want Trump, but they stayed out of it and they let the voters decide. If that had been the case and the Democrats chose Hillary, fine. But that wasn't the case. They rigged it, just like they rigged it in 2020, and just like they're rigging it now. I'm sorry. If I'm RFK Jr., I simply say, you don't got to say this in public, but you say it in private. Look at the polls. I got 20% against an incumbent in the party. If you don't give me three debates, I'm running as an independent and fucking you up. Watch how quickly they'll give him free debates, but you have to have the balls to do that. You can't just yeah. simply do what Bernie did and go, OK, I'm, I'm supporting Hillary. I'm supporting Biden. So will RFK probably do that in the end? Unfortunately, yes. But if he was serious, he would say behind the scenes, you are giving me you're not doing to me what you did to Bernie. This guy. It's not popular. I've got 20% without even trying. I want to be on that debate stage, and I want this amount of debates. And if I don't get what I want, I'm running in November as an independent, taking votes mm-hmm. away from the Democrat, and DeSantis or Trump's going to win. That's what I would tell the Democratic Party. And you would see how quickly. Once again, you don't embarrass them by doing it publicly. You do it behind the scenes. All right. And you see how quickly, all of a sudden, they say, oh, we're going to have some debates. But obviously he hasn't done that, has he?
3: No. Because they
0: know if he ran as an independent, just as Bernie had ran as independent, that gives Mm -hmm. it to the Republicans. It would Mm -hmm. give it. Let me tell you, even if the nominee were Donald Trump, if R.F.K. Mm -hmm. Jr. ran as independent, Trump's winning. And they know that. They know it. But what they count on are these people not doing that. Why a Kennedy would be afraid to do that, I have no idea. I know. I don't get it. But trust me, if he did that, if he if he called if he called the DNC chair and said, this is what I'm doing. I want this many debates. I want to be treated fairly. I want this to be an actual primary. And if it plays out that way, I'll be fine with the result. If not, I'm running as independent. You make up your mind. Bill, overnight, they would set up debates. Trust me.
3: And even though if they did, though, at the end of the day, they still want to let him, uh, you know, take. Uh, the uh, the electoral college or right? they'd still screw him.
0: i well, mean that's but, also yeah. stupid on their side because he's a much stronger candidate than joe biden yeah, yeah. he'd be a much stronger candidate against ron DeSantis than joe biden it, w- it wouldn't even yeah. be close
3: i agree i
0: mean right so they're actually stupid for not running for, for not giving him a chance not making it a fair primary
3: Okay, well, we'll see. What do you think the chances that Hillary's going to swoop in? Uh, oh, Brent? no, she's done. Hillary's done. The yeah, media yeah. likes to bring her up because it gets
0: uh, people to listen and watch, but he's, she's not going anywhere. She's finished. Bill, know. let me get to Gator. Okay. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate the call, to to as me. always. Yeah, thank you. Sure. Hey, Gator. I know What Gator's going to do is he's going to rain on my parade, aren't you, Gator?
4: A bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can always count on you to bring me down to earth
4: well it's just kind of countervailing narrative so um very briefly on twitter no one should make any bones about desantis's decision to uh, sort of announce on twitter right and obviously the media against him seems to make has immediately made some kind of Comment about the fact that the Twitter space went wrong for a bit, as if that's something or means anything. Of course, it doesn't.
0: Well, I, I, I knew that I knew the children would come out and say something about that right away. As soon as I tried to I tried to get on live, and it said could fail to launch, whatever it may be. I knew right away that the children in the Democratic Party and uh, Donald Trump were both going to come out and make fun of this, and they and they did.
4: Yeah, yeah, and um, but also, it should come as no surprise that a Guy. Who is largely pursuing straightforward populist policy, like um, DeSantis, basically just says, "Okay, I'll align to considering that free speech is one of the things I'm running on. I will simply align nominally with Twitter, whilst it's in the uh, sort of nadir of its um, free speech stance. Right? That's not that's just a marketing trick, right, for both sides because it's convenient for Musk to 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 voice um, or float DeSantis whilst he runs around, and both of them are saying, "Look, we this proves we're into free speech." Um, you know, David Sachs has just sold this app to Rumble. Yep, and he's and he's on, he's involved with Twitter, so he's he's doing both. You know, he didn't put it on. I mean, he didn't put it on calling. Why would you? Because you got a three 300- hundred. Plus million ready made user base on Twitter. It's just standard marketing, right? Sure. Now, in terms of just what you were saying about, I got to say,
0: Gator. uh, This is all. I want to make sure I'm clear about this for transparency. There was negotiations that this was going to happen on my show, and they decided at the last (laughs) minute to go with Twitter. It's
4: okay. A, yeah, it was is if it had ten more listeners, they would have thought the other way, wouldn't they?
0: Well, but that's the whole that's the whole crazy thing. I I, I I obviously like joke. But if you in other words, David has this. By the way, he's still he's gonna be on the board, by the way, in Rumble. You know that, right? Yeah. That was part of the you know, obviously Rumble didn't pay anything for this, not worth anything. But it was a deal where he'd go on the board and, you know, they take this over and maybe try to do something with it. We'll see what happens. But Um, if David Sachs had built this up or if he had said, you know, okay, we're going to do this on my app, then he would have. But the problem is Twitter crashed with 400. Could you imagine how this app would have (laughs) crashed? If like like 2,000 people (laughs) tried to come on here at one time, this whole thing would have crashed forever. So it has to have the capacity. And Twitter didn't really have the capacity. I mean, it took them like 10 minutes to figure it out. Uh, For like a half million people, you know, so, you know. But look, this is the new thing, Gator. I mean, I think more candidates are going to do more things on social media. And if Democrats now want to boycott Twitter, let them. Then Republicans will just take advantage of the millions of people. You know, Elon Musk said about an hour after the thing that they're getting tons of new signups now to Twitter because of what happened today. So well, that really bodes well for DeSantis. <laughs> that all of a sudden, people who never used Twitter before came on, listened, and signed up. So it worked out well for everybody, I think.
4: Yeah, exactly. It's marketing, right? Yeah, of and, course. And so, regarding DeSantis, what do you know about his bronze star?
0: I don't. know. How do I know what the bronze star? I know it's bronze and it's a star. I know. I. Who? I don't know.
4: Okay. So straight off the bat you strike me as somebody who will cite that subjectively with no understanding of what it means and 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 very quickly you can find out that it was a meritorious award for the time in 2007-8 to when he was providing legal top cover for a navy seal unit in iraq
2: he wasn't fighting
4: he was in the jag corps right yeah now if you dig into ron Santis's background he was in gitmo providing legal top cover for fucking torture right there are people who are floated in the press as basically saying Ron DeSantis literally watched and laughed as I was tortured in Gitmo.
0: Well, who know are these people telling the truth, Gator? You know, I mean, you want me to verify his his bronze star status? How about verifying these people and knowing if they're telling the truth or not? I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that (laughs) DeSantis did go into the military voluntarily. Trump got out of it when he should have gone in right with the draft. So it's you could, If you want to talk about those two kinds of humans, the kind of person that goes into something voluntarily, goes into military service, for whatever reason it may be, voluntarily, compared to someone who gets out of it because he's got a wealthy father who gets him out of it, then you can make your own decisions about those the, the, fi- the fabric of those people as human beings.
4: <clears throat> okay, and the possibility that Ron DeSantis is complicit in U.S. torture means nothing to you?
0: I don't know if he was complicit in U.S. torture. You say that, so
4: you should look into it, right? Before you sort of big up his military. What's what's really amazing, Gator,
0: is that even on left-wing news in Democrat-run media, how come they're not talking about
4: this? Because because it can serve a purpose, right? And that's well, another you, point. That,
0: it's a conspiracy within a conspiracy. On t- yeah. t- it's like it's, that scene it's in quite JFK with Joe Pesci, where he's like, "It's Enigma wrapped inside a conspiracy." No, it's
4: quite straightforward. And the fact that you react like this is telling, right? Because you have to it's ask. Telling question because here. if there's
0: something that would put Ron DeSantis in a negative light, does the left wing media shy away from that?
4: Oh, it hasn't even the, the whole process with has Donald not Trump even begun, even has it, it? Right? Because if you if you consider what DeSantis could be, right. Essentially, I'll put him down as the number one neocon draft pick, which transcends left or right or Democratic or Republican. If I was DeSantis and I was trying to work out how am I going to get the general vote? Mm -hmm. I would I would start calculating on populism. Right. And what is he doing? He's calculating on populism. Yeah, I, 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 I generally speaking back his his stance in Covid which if you look at the number of vaccinated and unvaccinated, there's at least 30 percent of people in, in America who are unvaccinated. Right. Yeah. And so they will obviously sympathize fully with his position. And then you've got the dosed remorseful who are going to yeah. start start coming across that way. Now, he, he has plowed that line. So it logically follows that he will he will he will continue plowing that furrow throughout yeah. his campaign ally that to freedom of speech and all of his sort of pseudo conservative stances, right? Fine, that all makes sense. But also when you then look at um, his position on Ukraine, that is exactly the fucking same as Biden, right? Which is essentially do, do everything that we've done. And now that it looks like it's going bad, Maybe we should stop giving them, we shouldn't just give them an endless amount of cash. And he knows that by the time he gets into office, if he gets into office, he won't be dealing with the Ukraine. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. He can say what he wants about it because whatever it is today is not going to be what it is by the time uh, January comes around. He's been pretty
0: clear that we have enough problems in this country. We should concentrate on this country and we're in enough of a deficit here. We don't really have the money to do this. That's what I yeah. heard well, his say. prior stance would
4: have gotten us into the war. Because yeah. it was the same as yeah. all of the all of the actions that led to it. Right. And you can check that right now. Also, the answer I don't was- know. I think
0: I, I actually agree with Trump. And I think may it might have been the same with DeSantis. I think that Putin might have been afraid to go into the Ukraine if we had a stronger president like A a stronger president and maybe someone who's not as predictable as Biden, like Trump or DeSantis. I I actually give Trump credit. I think there's actually credence to what he said, that Putin waited until he was out of office.
4: DeSantis backs the arming of Ukraine. He backs, he, he denigrates um, what Russia did in exactly the same way that Biden does and he, and, he, and he doesn't have any discernible difference between them. And the only thing he's doing is taking the, the now politically convenient stance, which is to say, hmm, I'm not sure we should stay in it that long. That's basically his position. Our RFK is very different in the sense that he goes, Basically, this war is untenable. It's, it's also utterly fucking corrupt. And, yeah. and in the biggest, in the bigger military sense, we need to withdraw from our empire. And, right, and, so and your guy deploy... is RFK
0: Jr, but the Democrats not are not. Not
4: necessarily, honest. no. But I'm just pointing out that RFK is not a populist in any way that DeSantis is. And it's not hard to be the populist that DeSantis is, right? Because if you look at the anti-woke stance, that, again, is a straightforward populist play, which is the sense that you can tell that, A, the number of people who are pro-woke, right, in the trans sense, which is his particular stance against that, are an ultra minority that he can afford to easily piss off because the, because the majority that will go with DeSantis' position are radic- orders of magnitude higher. So it's an easy populist thing to back Riley Gaines and all those people and just say, this is fucking stupid. We're not doing it it's easy anything, for anyone to do, so why don't they do it? Because we're yeah, Because, about to because, small right? because of most of the people, most of the other people are captured by the, um, on this issue are captured by the um, current prevailing uh, woke Because they don't right? have the
0: balls to not be captured.
4: Okay, that's but they is. won't stay like that forever. Because what is happening, is, um, which is the populist part, is you can already tell immediately that in the common man, huge amounts of them and increasing numbers of them reject it for sane reasons. So it's not hard to take that stance. It's only hard to take the stance when the media are basically pro, uh, pro pro woke narrative. That's the only fight you're fighting. It's just fighting with media coverage and media presentation, but you're not fighting with most people's brains over wokeism, right? So it's not that hard a stance to take now. Um, DeSantis is the neocon draft pick because of his military situation. And what I anticipate will be his ultimate position on on the standard um, expenditure budgetary stance of the US, which is to be a war economy no matter what. And that will increase... In the interim period between wind down of Ukraine and ramp up of military production to fight the enemy in inverted commas of China, which is the stated, which is the stated clear policy of the general US trajectory and the Western trajectory, which even though it's totally untenable, right? And there won't be a, a, a conventional war with China. And and this is the point. The point that I'll get to about his record is this: what you need to think about is where his money's coming from and then essentially how you contain that money, right? And basically, DeSantis is going to be, I'm sure of this, and it needs to be watched. I bet he will attract all of the Raytheon-based sponsorship, right? They will, all of the, all of the arms manufacturers will essentially back him, right? And if they do, that tells you that he is a Neocon draft pick. And what will happen potentially with DeSantis with regards to his military background is either he will be attacked with it and there will be a literally an expose about his role in torture that can be used to delegitimize him towards the towards the, in the build-ups the, in, in the build-ups of the vote. And that could come from anyone. So it could be, it could come from, from Trump, or it could come from the Democrats or, or, or the, or various opposing factions inside the party. Or once he is in office, you could have that hanging over your head and, and his, in his deep state Basically, will say, right, Ron, we, we, do, we, we can literally leak a lot of bad shit about what you did. And you won't be able to come back from it popularly, right, in the, in the popular realm, unless you play our game. And that is one of the ways that you'll be able to control DeSantis. And you do not have that hanging over the head of RFK because he simply wasn't a military guy. And no, what you have hanging over the head of
0: RFK is a Democratic Party that won't let a fair he, yeah,
4: play. but that's a totally different position. That's a totally different problem,
0: right? It's a huge I, problem.
4: Of course <laughs> it. Of course it is. And it's I don't know, impossible. I don't, you know, and it remains to be seen. At least the Republicans
0: will let a fair primary play out. So, if there are people like you who want to think they have some facts and evidence behind this kind of stuff, they can bring it out and they talk about it. But it's first of all, you can't even get into topics or policies or any of this stuff. If you don't have a party that allows a fair, prominent, if you have a party that says it's Biden fuck off, right? That's it. Or it's DeSantis fuck off or it's Trump fuck off. Then Mm -hmm. there's nothing to talk about. There's not, there's not, there's no discussion to happen. There's no democracy. There's no freedom. There's no, there's nothing. It's just a party saying, this is the person we want installed. And it doesn't matter. Pol- policies don't matter. Politics don't matter. None of the stuff you talk about matters. And that's the problem. I I have said I would love to see an RFK Jr. DeSantis face off. Right. RFK might bring up some of the stuff that you claim or you talk about, but it's not going to happen simply because the Democrats won't allow RFK to get any, tra- get any traction. Which, OK, so that's mean That's a certain So it's going to be Joe Biden, unless something happens to him. Well, that might
4: mean that RFK is the guy who gets as far as he can on the Democratic ticket and then switches to independent. I just said, I was talking
0: about that with Bill. But there's no reason to wait until the primary season's over to do that. You can then get a fairer shake if, like I said, if if behind the scenes he says, look, I'm not going to allow you to do to me what you just did to Sanders twice. I'm not Bernie Sanders. I'm a Kennedy. I want Biden is is disliked. His approvals in the dumps. Most Democrats don't want him to run again. He's 82 years old. He's you and I know he's got dementia. I want this many debates. I want to be treated fairly. You can't. Otherwise, I'm going to run as an independent, and the Republican will win. If he said right. that behind the scenes, there'd be debates. But if you see them not treating him fairly, it's because he's not. Using this power, he has.
4: Yeah, but you, do you do you know do you know that the DNC's power is literally enshrined in its mandate, that says it can do what the fuck it wants, in as far as presidential's and primaries. It's well, not even that, that, that they conned. It's not yeah. even that they conned Bernie Sanders, or, or Bernie had comeback, right? Yeah. I, I was reading that it's literally enshrined in the power they can do what they want on an arbitrary right. basis. They plan. can,
0: but then rfk jr has the power to say i'm going to do what i want
4: yeah so but he, but he, what, but he doesn't power do, he has but he doesn't have to, sure to do that, that now he can shit. he can do he can take it as far as he can with the dnc and learn a load of stuff that will, he can use in his favor because if he's not mistreated by the dnc and he goes independent before being mistreated he doesn't have any dirt on the dnc to take to task Right, but if he goes so as far as you can, and then he hits a wall, and the DNC start fucking him over, and then yeah. he goes independent, he can go, I'm going independent because here's the documentation that shows my, me how shows you how much I got but fucked he, over the by the DNC. But the problem is,
0: Gator. Once again, we're in a two-party system here, and throughout a 240, 50 years, whatever it's been, I'm not great at math. You have to be an R or a D to actually win the presidency. So. The path, Bernie Sanders knew this, RFK knows this, the path to the presidency is to get the Democratic nomination. And in order to get that Democratic nomination, he's going to have to be treated fairly. And the only way he's going to be treated fairly is if he strong arms them and uses the power he has to say, I want to be treated fairly. I want this to be a real primary. This is not a normal situation. This is not like 55 year old Bill Clinton or 50 year old Barack Obama. There's an 80 year old guy that's disliked, and I want to be treated fairly, period. Or right. I will run as an independent, and you know your party will lose in the general election. Believe me. All he has to do is say what I just said. It's a 10 second phone call to the head of the DNC. And believe me, they know that if he runs as an independent, Biden's
4: done. Yeah, but but but, is it, but in order to have that leverage, he has to have been in the game in the DNC channel, right? And he has to have shown the DNC that he has got he's got sufficient um, critical mass. Well, he's the got twenty percent in the polls without even well, trying. Right. At the beginning, at the beginning, nobody's really started doing that much, have they? Right? Plus, he's got yeah. Gator. We're
0: in the United States of America, and he's got the last name Kennedy. Just that alone gives him cachet, enough cachet to know he could ruin them in a, in a general election if he ran as an independent. There's no doubt about it.
4: Look, the things, it, the it again, can, we are such a
0: divided country, that a few votes here and there could change the election. Well, so I, it would right, be I, easy for him to okay, take them
4: I, I disagree, because what you're doing and what you did before was you completely forgot to mention that when you are talking about the differences between Trump's votes and Biden's votes... You're saying you assign that, that difference of 7 million votes to Trump's inherent unpopularity. And what you've done is you've completely discounted all of the proven election interference that has now, has taken place, um, not only since his 2016 presidency, but into that campaign as well, which is proven by Crossfire Hurricane, January the 6th, Twitter files, Hunter Biden's laptop, Ashley Biden's diary and all of that stuff. They're all massive psyops that you've never seen the like of ever before in American history, which all were designed to create a failure of Trump's second presidential run. You've not mentioned it once. And you simply seem to think that it's just because. No, but it's all, it's all that stuff that the media did to get people
0: out to vote against Donald Trump. That's what I'm saying. Yes. But was they were all, all party, completely manipulated all, all, in a full space. A lot of the hatred against Donald Trump. Look, I have a lot of valid reasons not to like the guy. But there are also all of these crazy reasons that people have for not yeah. liking him, this derangement syndrome stuff. But a lot of that was fueled by the media. And the media knew by fueling that, you will get people who have never voted before to come out and vote against that evil guy who they see the people on TV are telling them are going to ruin the country if he wins again. No, so yeah. it was all of that critical mass through the mainstream media. Of course, I'm not saying, look, if but the mainstream media were fair all of that were seven 15, until I proposition, raised, until it would have turned like out differently this, for
4: Trump. Until I just raised it like this, you have assigned the 7 million loss to Trump essentially being a twat. No, I didn't not... say that. Come on, Gator. I talk about a lot of... I don't just call
0: him a twat. I talk about a lot of reasons... Why he can't win. None of the
4: reasons that you cited today or prior involve any of the issues that explicitly mentioning any of the issues that I just have, right? And this, is, and this gets to my point about what's going to happen to RF, RFK, right? You mm-hmm. haven't even seen the beginning of what the media will do to RFK if it just... goes above a 20% yes. vote. I know. Um,
0: I know. Well, we saw a little bit of it as soon as he announced it all. All of a sudden, all of the DNC hacks out there in the media came out with their vax, anti-vax craziness. You know, he's a conspiracy theorist. He's a nut job. You know, they came out with these articles saying that his family members think he's nuts. All this crap. I knew that was going to happen and he knew yeah, it was going to happen. Yeah, but
4: there's going to be more, right? But yes. Look at, the, look at the power that that has over people. You can even find it just listening to call-in rooms, right? The game yeah. is this. Idiots say the word anti-vax. And mm-hmm. all of the other idiots listening to them never turn around and say, what do you mean by anti-vax? Can you define that and particularly define it in the context of RFK? They don't do it. They can't do it because it's too stupid, right? Because they're all telling each other what the media is told them to say to each other. And furthermore, none of those idiots wielding the RFK anti-vax label can tell you anything about what RFK's actual stance on anything to do with medicine. No, of course not. Right? Now, those people are not going to be voting for RFK on the basis of one label. And that ha- and that label and the whole RFK campaign, uh, right. anti-campaign, has got further to run. But RFK def-
0: can combat that if they had debates, right? He can get his message out better if there were real debates. And We've- that's why they're not going to allow real debates, because then they know that he can be defined by their friends in the media who are going to write all of these crazy pieces about him, he's these a whack job and so on and so forth. And he's not going to be able to combat it except for a little interview he might get here and there on Fox News, which Democrats don't watch anyway. So they know that. They don't want RFK getting his actual message out. They don't want people to know that he's actually a really smart, uh, intelligent, sane person. They don't want people to know that. So he needs to, once again, if I were him, I'm telling him what he should do. You call the DNC chair, you get him into a meeting and you say, I'm not going to go public with this. I'm not going to embarrass you, but this is what I want. Or I'm doing this, your decision. That's what he should do. I
4: disagree because by the time the presidential primary debates come around, all the damage in the media will have been done. And that damage will take two forms. It will take an anti-campaign and it will also take suppression. Right? He's already suppressed. He's relying on essentially independent... Uh, internet media pretty much and crystal ball shows you that even <laughs> somebody who suppose, supposedly Crystal supposedly yeah exactly even glenn greenwald said she has integrity but on this one she she i disagree with her now look at what she did and this is exact pattern of what you can expect she had him on for maybe five to seven minutes she took over half the time just balling a completely nonsensical position where she admitted I can't talk to you about the anti-vax things I've just leveled against you because I don't know anything about them. But I'm still going to, despite that, I'm still going to call you that label. That's what she did. Now, that, if that happens constantly in the media between now and a debate, RFK will sustain massive damage he can't effectively fight against because he won't well, have access to those RFK challenges.
0: is going to get a fair shake on this show. And he put out a, you'll like this, he put out a tweet early today. Uh, he said, few have said it as well as Bob Dylan. Come, you masters of war, you that build all the guns, you that build the death planes, you that build the big bombs, you that hide behind walls, you that hide behind desks. I just want you to know I can see through your masks. Let me ask you one question. Is your money that good? Will it buy you forgiveness? Do you think that it could? I think you will find when your death, toll, when your death takes its toll, all the money you made will never buy back your soul. Happy 82nd birthday, Bob. So That was Kennedy's tweet today.
4: Well good for so him. You know. I mean I, I I would be happy to see, like you, DeSantis versus Kennedy in the in the final stage, right? Of course. But I'm not kidding myself that DeSantis is as straightforward as you make out. And I'm no I'm I am didn't no say he was losers. the perfect
0: I'm not in any cult. I'm not in the cult of Ron DeSantis. But I believe our choices will be I wish it was RFK versus DeSantis. Then we can have some great fucking debates here. But it's going to be either DeSantis or Trump versus Biden, so it's going to, that'll be a choice between those three, basically. And I see Ron DeSantis as being uh, head over heels ahead of Biden and Trump. So
4: we'll see. We'll
0: see. <laughs> Gator, thanks for the call. Take it call? easy. Man. Don't be a stranger. All right. <laughs> cheers, All right, cheers. All right, who's next? Uh, Andrew. Hey. Andrew, how are you? I'm Mike. So good. Did Did you
5: say you had some clips of DeSantis? Uh, did you have any from the Fox Trey
0: Gowdy interview? Well, I just played the one where he's uh, talking about wokeness, and then there's another one I was going to had queued up, which is what's the first thing President DeSantis does. Do you have the one about Ukraine
5: where he got asked about the his approach? Oh, I didn't hear his answer. Oh. Was he asked about Ukraine? I heard about the question. I heard a summary of his answer, but because I've only heard from secondhand sources, I wanted to hear the actual thing. But uh, I didn't didn't get the opportunity. I mean, I could summarize
0: what I heard, but. Go ahead. Summarize uh, what you heard. Oh, here it is. Gaudi asks DeSantis about Ukraine. He first responds with saying he will fight both in military. Then he states he would support a settle. Well, let me play it. I'll just play in the Eastern clip. Hold Europe on. between Russia- Hold on. Let me. Hold on, right. let me, I'm you- queuing it up. Okay, here it is. We'll all listen together.
2: Well, war the uniform. If you are elected president, you may be the first one in a while uh, to have worn the uniform. How would you address the ongoing war in Eastern Europe between Russia and Ukraine on day one of a Ron DeSantis presidency?
1: Well, first, I think what we need to do as a veteran is recognize that our our military uh, has become politicized. Uh, You talk about gender ideology. You talk about things like global warming that they're somehow concerned, and that's not the military that I served in. We need to return our military uh, to focusing on uh, commitment, focusing on the core values and the core mission. That would be something that I could take care of on day one. Uh, There'll be a new sheriff in town as commander-in-chief, and I think you'll see recruiting start to get back to where it needs to be because people don't want to join a woke military. And I think it's been really, really problematic. Look, in terms of what's going on over in Eastern Europe, um, you know, I'd like to see a, a settlement of this. I do not want to see a wider war. I think it's completely unknowable what it will look like in January of 2025. Uh, but I would not want to see the United States with our troops uh, get meshed uh, in a war in Russia or in Ukraine.
0: Okay, Andrew, that's the answer.
5: To me, that's uh, completely unacceptable. That's, that's to me, that's, first of all, he completely sidestepped the question to go on some red meat for the conservatives. No, no, but which, he answered,
0: but give him whatever. credit. He did answer at the end, but he wanted to. He, he did didn't answer
5: no at the end. It's exactly right, when you're answering the these
0: questions, as... you also want to get some of other stuff in sometimes. So he wanted to get in. His point, which I think is a pretty good one, since yeah. we're seeing these ads now that are trying to somehow play to 0.001% of the population where we're trying to get trans people into the military, which is ridiculous. So I think he has a point. That,
4: but which, is that uh, relevant
5: to whether or not what we're doing in Ukraine is currently correct, or his philosophy about where, how we got here, or whether or not uh, what went wrong? I mean, it's I understand what you're saying. He's Well, he said, I don't want but- to see
0: us getting ensconced into a bigger situation and yeah. blowing up into something bigger than what it is.
5: Everybody says that practically. I mean, Biden says that no one wants to directly enter. That's what he said. He didn't want to see troops, basically. But I thought he also gave a
0: very, we just talked about this with Gator, right? That he doesn't know what it's going to be like when he takes office, right? Yeah, he's hoping it's yeah. over.
5: And if it's not, he's going to be president.
0: It probably won't so. be over but maybe not. I'm,
5: I don't I'm, know. Do we, I mean this yeah. has been a very unpredictable.
0: I think everyone you said can that too. Agree. He said it's not predictable as to what's going to happen. Oh, but, well, that
5: might be the one thing I agree with him on. So that's, yeah, that's I mean good the that only acknowledges
0: that. Let's put it this way. I want to ask you Andrew, what would you what's your what would you
5: want done? The best thing I've heard is Trump's answer so far and this is coming from someone that's certainly not a Trump supporter, which is he said he didn't see it in terms of who's winning and losing. He sees it in terms of let's end the killing and the dying. And his well, hyperbole. that's what he just said. He just said he wants a settlement. No, it's not.
0: Absolutely he, not. Trump's I, saying Biden, the same thing. He wants, he wants a settlement. Zelensky says
5: he wants a settlement. Putin says he, they all want a settlement. They want it on their terms. So let me tell you they something, want, Andrew. Everyone there wants is to zero, negotiate, except they want to negotiate on their there's terms. There's zero chance,
0: Andrew. Z- let, me, let me tell you right now. Zero chance that if Trump were president tomorrow... He'd stop sending money. Zero. Well, it's the best answer I've heard from any of the
5: candidates. And he's, of course, hyperbolic as usual, saying it would be over in 72 hours. But I think the message he's sending, again, it's Trump. And uh, what you can take out of the credibility of his message is one thing. But the message itself is another. And the message itself is the best there's been on this topic, which is that this isn't our war. And it's not about winning or losing at this point. It's, a, it's the correct understanding. And I, I would like to hear DeSantis get asked about how we got here. You know, if he's going to be president, it's not just about this war. There's a, a looming war on the, with China, potentially, over Taiwan. So I'd like to hear him get questioned about this. And I'm going to just, you know, go out on a limb here and predict that he's going to say that we were weak, Obama was weak, the Democrats were weak, all the Republicans were strong, but you know, deterrence didn't work because Democrats were weak, even though you know, the army started under Obama, what we did give them. And the whole thing was that Obama, actually one of the few things I agree with them, said it wasn't in our national interest. It's, it's existentially important for Russia, not for us. And that's why they're always gonna have escalatory dominance. And so this idea that we needed to deter harder was what what have we given them that would have deterred this? We've given them tanks, we're giving them jets we're giving them javelins all that saying all that all that Russia said about that is that it's proof that we should have done it earlier before they enacted that deterrence. so if they if 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 enemies see that we're about to for example, China sees that. This Republican administration's coming in and say it's DeSantis and the lesson that he's saying he's learned, which I'm predicting this will be the message, is that we can't be weak. We need to really be strong and show that we can deter this aggression. And we're, it, how are we going to do this? Well, we we already lost in Ukraine. Okay, sorry guys, but how about Taiwan? We're going to make an example out of Taiwan. And well, you know we something, start the, uh, arm shipments and China, it's puts it would be down it would be invades. much
0: smarter of anybody who interviews DeSantis to ask about Taiwan and China than Ukraine, because it's Taiwan and China that are probably going to be the issue when he takes office, not Ukraine anymore. And I think he was very honest. You know, it's like it's kind of it's easy to say when, you know, it's probably going to be over by then. Oh, this I'm strong on this. I'm doing this. that I do this. I would do that when you know that you're not going to have to deal with it anyway. So I think he was pretty honest in saying, We don't know for sure, but most likely by the time I take office, this is not going to be an issue. So it would be smarter to ask him about the China and Taiwan policy, because there's all these rumors that between 2025 and 2027, China is going to try to go into Taiwan. So that would be actually the better question. And just what
5: is his worldview on the war in general and his central understanding of why this war occurred is it because we didn't have a strong enough deterrence posture that's what every neocon says yeah and that's what he's going to say and i don't understand how that's not going to be leading to the direct steps that will provoke a chinese invasion of taiwan because the fucking lesson is to arm them preemptively arm them because we didn't do it enough with ukraine because the only other option is to send troops do you think China's going to let us send troops? No, so they're no. going to gonna do what they can, which is arm them. and that, that. I'm not saying China will invade, but could you think of something that sort of guaranteeing it would make it any more likely? I mean, and McCarthy's going over there. They, the China sees this as bipartisan, they know it's coming. So I'm just very weary of wrong. Well many people are saying,
0: many people. Policy. Many people who are pro what we've done, you know, giving all the money and weapons to Ukraine say, we need to do that to show China that they can't fuck around with Taiwan. And if we don't do that stuff, then China's going to say, oh, the U.S. is weak. We're just going to go in and take over. So, I mean, that's what the people who are, you know, who are, who are in support of us supporting Ukraine, giving them money and weapons are saying we have to show that strength that we're willing to do that. Otherwise, China is just going to say, oh, fuck the United States. We're just going to take over Taiwan.
5: Right. Well, that's that's the path to war that it's a path to war. And I don't understand how people don't see this. They think that an island off the coast of China is going to be able to be sufficiently supplied. With... It's an island. We can't supply a friendly country on the far side of Europe, which is a giant landmass where we mm-hmm. have about 12 different places to stage things, to move them into Eastern yeah, Europe, you know, Ukraine.
0: I, I, this is it's so insane. I'm so once again, I, I don't believe in send, uh, you know, I've said it before. I don't believe in sending all this money to Ukraine. I think it's a waste. I think they can't win the war. They won't win the war. They'll end up be some kind of a settlement. So many billions of dollars and lives later that could have happened sooner. Right. So, but my problem is I, I don't like China. I mean, I don't like communist China. I don't like them. I don't like their draconian COVID policies that the Democrats in this country adopted. I don't like that they, brought us covid and then would never admit that they brought us covid i don't like the idea that they say things like we can't go there that our leaders can't go to taiwan they can shoot them out of the sky i don't like this kind of authoritarian shit i don't like the chinese communist party so part of me is like fuck china but i understand what you're saying <laughs> it's not the country we can get into a war with so i'm so mixed on the china thing because to tell you the truth i dislike China. And she much more than I dislike Putin in Russia. I just hate China. I do. Well, the I hate the Chinese competitor. Communist Party. They're, they're I the hate real they're, competitor. You,
5: they're What's the that? real. They're the real peer competitor to the United States. No, I
0: absolutely I agree with you, hundred percent. And so well, you, you say you say peer competitor, but the people who are more neocon will say bigger threat. Right? They're the bigger sure. threat. Well, it's the same thing to them either way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but. Uh, Once again, there's that, that part of me that's like, fuck China up the ass. No, you're not going to take Taiwan. Fuck you. You don't, you shouldn't. Taiwan's, why should China be able to take over Taiwan? But I understand what you're saying, that it's a very tricky situation. It's a very tricky situation. And yeah. we have to, you know, just like we don't want to get into World War Three with Russia, you certainly don't want to do it with China either and We're seeing this axis develop, I'm not gonna say evil like Bush, this axis developing between Iran, China, and Russia against us. It's dangerous. I'm not
5: militarily afraid of any country because we have more nukes than every country except for Russia. They're more capable, we have more ways to launch them. We're not gonna be destroyed militarily. And I like RFK's position about Fortress America that you keep yourself well-armed and defended and then you use the military to imagine this, defend yourself instead of controlling every conflict yeah. that go- goes on in the world. Now that's yeah. fundamentally, fundamentally contradictory to the neocon DeSantis mindset. So that's that's the issue I'm voting on. And Trump, you know, he's an airbag, but sometimes he goes off in the right direction. He doesn't he says one thing, does another. Sometimes he says the right thing more, more often than not, the thing he does is not the right thing. And if it is the right thing, he gets sabotaged. So I'm leaning RFK just over the myriad of reasons I list with the foreign policy, but also the idea that I think he'd actually be competent enough to achieve it.
0: Um, So, you know, I, th-
5: those are my thoughts on the foreign policy. You know what's funny? Everything not, with I'm RFK
0: committed. is neither here nor there because the Democrats won't allow a, a fair primary. And that's the shame yeah. of it all. You know, I, yeah. I would yeah. love to pretend... That And we can pretend on the show, we can live in a little bit of pretend world uh, that RFK Jr. could be the nominee, right, that he could beat Biden. But in a fair primary, he could in a fair primary, RFK Jr. is the nominee. He would destroy Biden. He would destroy him. Look at how he's doing without any with the media totally against him, with no publicity, with no debates, with hardly any money. Look at what he's doing. There's no doubt uh, he would take Biden out. If there was a fair primary, which is why they won't allow it. But I don't get it. It's not like Bill Clinton is the incumbent, the Clinton of 96 or Obama yeah. in 2012. I don't get. How do, you, how
5: do you not get that they don't want someone they can't control? I mean, but That's it. Democratic You're right. AMO. You're right. And, and, you know, You're when right. I was growing up, You're right. it used to be the reverse where the You're Republicans right. were very, very top down.
0: Yeah, but it's just. And there was no. It's mind-
5: completely the other way now.
0: Right. But it's just mind boggling to me that that they anyone would do a song and dance for joe biden i mean it's it's, I mean, it's he's it, just a biz
5: right he's i mean it's like it's a séance right they they're raising the dead literally right? and making it oh, it's, uh, it's making very, a puppet very puppet dance it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah it's I it's, it's like it's like you, know? like you know
4: what this is yeah.
0: like uh, they made fun of bernie sanders weekend of bernie but biden's really weekended bernie right it's a dead man and they're popping well, we might... him up Makes him try to look reluctant. like he's alive. I mean, it's it's comical and very – it's comical and sad. It's comical he, and sad. Yeah, and the yeah. RFK thing I agree with you on his prospects. I think the best thing you could do is damage the
5: party by leaving and being independent. But maybe it's, I think, better to let that stew a little – I think uh, whatever warnings he gives them, they're going to do what they're going to do. And you just kind of have to let them do it and let let it play out. Let everybody see the acts, right? <laughs> Let it unfold. No, no. Look, and then Bernie, take that pent up anger and right, just but, leave the party with everyone, like you said with Bernie. And, but the problem was Bernie never did that last thing, right? But
0: Bernie and Bernie and RFK me, Jr. are in very different positions, right? Bernie was a U.S. senator, right, and he wanted to, even at his advanced age, wants to remain in the U.S. Senate, right, right. caucusing with the Democrats. Yep. He had a lot of friends in the party, and he wanted to keep them. And that's the kind of person Bernie is. Okay. RFK Jr. doesn't have any of those issues. Right. He's not a politician. He doesn't have these. He's not a senator. He's not a buddy buddy with these people. He doesn't have that same problem of having to go back into the Senate as the bad guy, right? So he's not uh, gunning for a Senate committee chair. Yes, exactly. Way. So I don't. Once again, I think he has far less to lose than than Bernie Sanders by yeah. actually being tough about this and saying it's got to be fair, the American. People want it to be fair. And if it's not going to be fair, I'm going to have to do what I have to do. Uh, I'm sorry, Andrew, you say the Democrats will do what they can do anyway. I'm sorry. They just don't expect him to say what I just said. But if he went behind the scenes and said, these are my demands, or I will be running as an independent, they would. No,
5: I, I think they're too arrogant. I think that I
0: really okay. don't
5: think they see him as a threat. Fine. And I then, think you like do... well, then you run okay. as an independent.
0: Then you run as an independent. I I don't know. I don't know if that's enough.
5: It's an interesting argument. I, I do want to see some kind of real hostility between him and the DNC that I haven't seen yet. So I need to see him stick up for himself somehow, or say he's going to run independent. Some some signal that you've indicated here.
0: Something. Um, like Ross Perot. Ross Perot fucked it up for Bush Senior in ninety two. Yeah. And really,
5: it, it's about independence too, right? Because party partisans are going to vote for who they vote for. But if someone that has like a Kennedy name can pull independent voters with sure a kind of eclectic uh, collection of views, that he's not like a right winger, he's not a left winger. You know what I mean?
0: You don't think he's, Kennedy can pull a lot of votes in a Biden DeSantis or Biden Trump matchup? Yeah, especially if went Biden independent.
5: Trump. He he would he pull a lot of independence. I think from both parties. Honestly, I think it would cause chaos. It would really be a chaotic situation. Well, he's like still would,
0: a Kennedy, so that's still yeah. Still it a would pull Democrats.
5: But yes, I'm just you're
0: still going to pull many more Democrats that, as a Kennedy. Remember, he
5: makes him more dangerous. That he's... yeah
0: yeah. There's a Kennedy's a Democrat name, and Kennedy's going to get a lot more votes from Democrats than Republicans. Republicans will stick with DeSantis or Trump, but I think Democrats will say, okay, I'd rather see Bobby Kennedy than Joe Biden. So, it, look, look, like right, I said, yeah. he's definitely got some pull. He's got some power. He's showing that by his showing in these polls. I just saw a poll that had him tied. I don't think that's true. But I saw one poll that had him tied with Biden. <laughs> I mean, with nothing, with no backing from the party at all. you know. Uh, so I, I think he has a lot more power. But look, right, right now it's neither here nor there. He hasn't shown me that he's going to do that. I think Kennedy's going to end up doing what Bernie did, is that he'll lose the primary and endorse Biden. Now that would be very disappointing. The only thing he
5: said that makes me think that's not the case is that he said he wouldn't endorse anyone that's supporting the war in Ukraine, where, uh, you know, if it's over, that won't be a factor. But if it's not over, then potentially it's... Uh,
0: the statement that he won't endorse Biden. But we'll, we'll see. It's still a
5: long way to go before
0: then. Well, so. as you know, as a contributor or someone who might, um, you know, volunteer on a campaign, I would actually, speaking of power, I would want an assurance that he's not going to endorse Biden or I'm not going to give him money. I gave Bernie hundreds of dollars that All I right. wish I had. Back no now. kidding. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that again for someone who's just going to sheep herd for the Democrats and just default to Joe to default to, to Biden, why? Why should I put yeah, my money, my sense. emotion, my energy into that? I'm not going to do that again. I've I've already been fooled twice. I'm not going to be fooled the third time. So it's it's he like need,
5: he needs to understand people aren't voting or voting to a party; they're donating to him, and that's that's the difference.
0: Yeah, uh you know, look, there's a chance he may not endorse Biden, but he'll do nothing basically. I mean, he'll just drop out or, you know, that'll be the end of him. You know, I'm, I'm not saying he's not, he may not come out and do a strong, you know, I'm endorsing Joe Biden. The Democrats probably wouldn't give a shit if he did that or not anyway. But uh, I don't think he's going to fight them. Uh, have you heard him talking about this not being fair yet? Has he even talked about that? No. It, it, you know, that's why I'm wondering if he's, there
5: were, for example, with Tulsi Gabbard, there were multiple times where, it became evident that they were screwing her actively, like, you know, yeah. changing polling requirements right before a debate that she just qualified for so she wouldn't be on the stage to drop kick Kamala Harris again. Um, if they were doing that to Kennedy, I think it would be making waves. And I think that there might, you know, my only hope right now, right, <laughs> with this whole Kennedy thing is that he's letting that build. I, I can't believe that he's naive to it or doesn't really believe it. Think he's being diplomatic in public, like you're suggesting, and saying that oh, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned, and then they're gonna they're gonna do what they. I mean, it's the Democratic Party. They're gonna do it, and whatever that form is, what it's not. It's gonna be more than just not having
0: debates. But which you could talk about pro war, anti war, neocon. I mean, there are neocons in both parties, but I just, mostly yeah. yeah. I I can't say just on the fact that the Republicans in general. Allow their primaries to play out more fairly, more in a more democratic manner than the Democrats, at least lately, mm-hmm. shows me yeah. they're the superior party. I mean, you, it, that's a big thing to me. Of after, it's a party the with more
5: opportunity, that's for sure. Right?
0: Yeah. So that's a big thing. I mean, you have one party that says no. Uh, the primary, we we could fix it the way we could rig it the way we want, and the Republicans never said that. So it's it's like I, I can't. I have to give them the credit for that, and that's a lot, you know. So – and ask yourself why. Why do the Democrats feel they have to rig it where the Republicans feel they don't? There's there's a reason there.
5: That's a good question. I think uh, that's a deep psychological question (laughs) for some of these people. Yeah. They've they've got a lot of issues, to put it that way. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I mean – the GOP, I think, is comfortable with most of its candidates, and I don't, I don't really know what it is about the Democrats uh, right. being so mega, mega, maniacal about having some kind of hooks in their people. I mean, that's why they were so amped for Harris until what happened to her. Yes. They really thought she was going places, right? And they kind of had to do the emerg- emergency parachute of Biden <laughs> at the yeah. end, so. But anyway,
0: yeah, it's been a good conversation, Mike. Uh, Yeah, Andrew, thanks. as usual. Okay, okay. Bill, I love you, Bill, but do me a favor and call back tomorrow because the show's gone over two hours, and I want to end it, wrap it up. But what I want to do play, call Bill. Bill, call tomorrow for sure uh, because this is going to – we'll talk more about this tomorrow. I want to play one final clip before I end the show, and this is DeSantis on – the sacrifice. Yes. Talking about people calling him names. Of course, we know who he's talking about.
1: In Florida, we united the Republicans like no one's ever done. I think I got 98 percent of Republicans in my reelection. Uh, we also really expanded the tent. And I think that's the only way that you can do it. Uh, there'll be slings and arrows, but I'm a big boy. I can take it. There's a lot of people that have given a lot more than that uh, so that this country can be free. You can see uh, Their tombstones in places like Arlington National Cemetery. So if the sacrifice I have to make is people are going to call me names, uh, that pales into comparison with so many people have done for me uh, throughout history so that I could live in a free country.
0: So that's a little, obviously, a dig at Donald Trump. He's not going to be bothered by uh, <laughs> his childish name calling. Yeah, I see we're all talking about some guy named Hornsby who came in to here. Uh, David Hornsby, <laughs> that's his real name, who came in here and was telling us we're all low IQ moral. I love these people. I love these people who, uh, come in and in the chat, uh, say how we're all so dumb, but never actually call in, never actually have the balls to call in and talk. They just, they just act tough in the chat. Wow. That's tough to do. It's tough to act tough on, in the chat. Like a keyboard warrior on Facebook and Twitter. Yet they won't, even, they won't even call in and talk. Oh, these people are funny. Very funny. But it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, got to have thick skin in this business and in the business of politics. And I think Ron DeSantis has thick skin. Anyway. Okay. Great show. Great show. Gator. Andrew. Bill. Who else called? Of course. Daniel called. Uh, This is going to, obviously, it's just day one. The primary started today, right? Today's the day the primary started. And it's going to get more exciting because Mike Pence is going to get in. How exciting is that? That's really exciting. Okay. So uh, I want to remind everyone, the name of this show is in Let's Be Heard. It airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time. And that means that I'll see you right back here again tomorrow night for more fun and frolic. But until then, this is Mike Achopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it!